What's up, man? Not much. Just another beautiful day podcasting. Hell yeah. We've got a, a, a lot to talk about today, specifically around the metaverse and Zuck's big announcement and all the crazy shit that's happened since the uh, the first time we talked about the metaverse. Yeah, it was. it's kind of bizarre when... Mason first sent me some material on the metaverse. I didn't I didn't really know what it was at all. And since then I've started learning more and more about it and it's been increasingly obvious that it is something that's going to impact our lives in you know more and more as the days go on. It makes everything start to kind of make sense. Yeah. And of course, so. Facebook just changed their name to Meta. So this is the Vantage podcast. I'm Mason Pereira. This is Thomas Cordell. Let's dive in, baby. So Zuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, Zuck. He's a he's an interesting guy. He's at it. That's there's, for sure. There's some funny stuff in that the meta announcement. There's some little comedic bits. There were some really ridiculous bits yeah. that were in that video. What was your general impression of the video before we get into the like nitty-gritty details that we probably both are aligned that were ridiculous? Yeah. I from what I watched of it, and I didn't watch the whole thing, I kind of tuned in from time to time. There's a lot of it that was c- pretty boring, to be honest. I think what they were going for, it could have been really, really cool. And, of course, they're shooting for a 10. Everybody's always shooting for a 10, right? I think that they were almost there, but I, I think they landed at a solid 6 out of 10. It was like it was a great, great idea. Everything, everything they did was like, oh, yeah, on paper, this would have looked really cool, but it almost looked like, they threw it together last second and they didn't have the time for like the proper launch that something that they're claiming is the future of their company and the world deserves. You know? Yeah, I, I felt similarly. First of all, yeah, it was kind of dorky, but I think that also like he made it his idea, like he was acting like the metaverse was like something that he created. Oh, interesting. You know, and it's like, no, like the metaverse was a term coined by some guy back in like the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't acting like it was a collaborative thing. No, no, not at all. I mean, there's movies about something similar to a metaverse. Like he's acting like this is some breakthrough idea that like he pioneered, but actually in a lot of ways, it's just more copying from Facebook than really anything else. I liked Zuck's passion, but it, and he did acknowledge it to a certain degree, but I just don't think that it was to the point where he was trying to be original with it. And I don't know if it totally hit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I almost feel like it should have been, should have been a we thing. And, you know, hitting on the fact that Facebook has tremendous resources at its disposal and I, it probably should have been something where it's like, the metaverse is the future, we are going there, and we have the resources to make it a reality. Interesting. So, like, having it as, like, imagine if he got together Tim Cook and Satya, N- what is his name, Satya Nadella, or something like that, CEO, Microsoft, oh, Microsoft oh, CEO, okay. and then, you know, had had him like, you know, the big three tech companies and they were all in the room together talking about how they're going to work together, like that type of we thing. No, I, I, I was thinking more like, like Facebook 
and the audience and Facebook, like, like you and me, sure. The users, everybody. Um, because I think that, I think the metaverse will be more successful as a concept if you get user buy-in on the basic level. Well, and he did, he did bring that up. Like he was like, look, we can't, we meaning Facebook can't build this without you. Yeah. You know, our, our creators, we need that creator kind of touch. But, but I think that I agree with you that there was just something in the tone where like Facebook basically came out and they were like, we're leading this charge. This is our thing. Yeah. Right. And the problem that I had with it was, okay, you're going to rename your thing meta. You're going to rename your company meta. That's great. And I'm stoked on that. But the problem is they didn't come up with this bold idea of the metaverse. Sure. They weren't the Steve Jobs that created, you know, the iPhone in a vacuum and one day unleashed this force on the world. I'm stoked that somebody's doing it, but it hit me a little bit as an innovation that wasn't original, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I, I think something and something something that I mentioned earlier is it, it did feel a little bit half baked. Um, and I think maybe they just wanted to get out ahead of it, and they didn't want Google or Amazon or Apple to come out and steal their thunder. So they're like, we are going to plant a flag, metaphorically, in this metaverse thing, change our name to Meta, and then. For most people, let's say Apple starts focusing on the metaverse, Apple like really can't say we're going to build the metaverse without referencing Facebook in some way. So I think right. Facebook might have been looking at it and saying the execution is less important than just planting the flag and getting out there before anybody else. Because, I mean, you don't know, maybe the other you know, four or five big tech companies, maybe they had announcements lined up. Maybe they were planning on doing similar things, you know. Maybe there was a sort of, like, race for who was going to unveil this concept first. Well, they did, and that's the crazy thing, is, like, two days later, Microsoft's CEO came out and said, hey, look, the metaverse is here, this shit's happening, and and they gave a very similar presentation. And then I think that that begs the question, and this is really what I wanted to talk about today, was all of these tech companies are going to be getting into this. Who is best positioned to actually, let's just quote unquote, win the metaverse, right? And then looking at the different assets that each company has, how are they going to use those assets and dovetail them into the metaverse? And then who is kind of positioned for dominance? Facebook, I think, yeah, they branded themselves meta, but is that... Does that put them in the right? Is that just a, a branding exercise? Because I think we can both agree that execution is indeed what this is going to come down to. Yeah, and right now there's um, our, our concept of the metaverse is very much tied into the word metaverse. I think that that's probably going to change. It's probably like the word meta is going to matter less and less, especially as the metaverse becomes more of the primary verse right um I, I i think it'll 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 less be looked at as like a separate world so the notion of it being meta probably will lose power over time or will drift away from that but in terms of who is like who is who is best positioned to like win the metaverse each company has different skills right like apple makes fantastic hardware Facebook is tremendous with the social aspect. Google is fantastic with like 
mapping mm-hmm. and and like so you got search engines you've got google maps you've got mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff navigation navigation and navigation storage all that kind of stuff and then i i guess you could throw in and say microsoft has like the work world although i kind of hate that because everything yeah, that's microsoft the worst part dog shit yeah you know? yeah but but they except, do except for xbox you know yeah i think that you're probably right in the sense that microsoft is probably best positioned for the work world and the reason why i think that and i do agree with you because personally i'm a google guy when it comes to 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 like the apps that i like to use yeah. i don't like microsoft products i don't like microsoft word i hate microsoft teams basically everything microsoft excel's good excel's cool i don't use excel much i also think google sheets is fine you know, and it's free yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But but the big thing that I think Microsoft has that's an advantage over just about anybody else for the work world specifically is LinkedIn. That is because okay, so if you're if you're looking at the metaverse and you're kind of like, what are the different components of you know yeah of what we're working with? You've got work, social, and entertainment. I think that Facebook's going to do a great job in this social component of these things. Yes. The I, entertainment could be Apple and then the work could be Microsoft. I don't think that the entertainment would be Apple. I think Apple's going to be like the hardware. You know, okay. it, it, the actual like way that we interface with these things. And then and then you got all the stuff like data privacy and all that stuff where where I think Apple So you basically think it's going to be a repeat of what we have now, but it's going to be the same thing in the metaverse. I believe that. Yeah. I th- I think it really could be an extension of that. I think these companies are pretty well positioned where we are currently at and each they're they're all part of an ecosystem and they all actually feed very well into that ecosystem and they excel at what they do, you know. I think what's interesting about Microsoft is the Xbox portion. I think that Xbox is probably Xbox or video gaming in general of which I would say people playing you know, I guess I don't, I don't even know what people are playing anymore, but we'll pretend it's Fortnite on Xbox. That is probably the most real manifestation of the metaverse to date. For sure. Anything the one related that to video games. Most people are using. I mean, hanging out, playing video games, talking to your friends online, you're immersed in a world. You have video, audio, and you're, I mean, tactile to a certain extent, and you're inside this world. So I do think that Microsoft might not be as behind as I was thinking because they've put out such a good product like, yeah, like with Xbox. Xbox. But then you have PC gaming and you have PS4 as well. But they still like are very prominent in it. And then also a- another point on what you said, I think that the lines between entertainment, work, and social, I think those lines are going to increasingly blur. Yeah. I think people are going to become more satisfied. They're going to add value with their entertainment and it's going to be an inherently social experience. And yeah, basically like you're just going to enjoy your job more. You're going to make money from it and you're going to get your social fix probably all at the same time. Um, I think that, I think that in the world we're moving into, those things are going to be less, less defined. I mean, I definitely agree with you. I think that, that one thing within the Facebook you know, Mark Zuckerberg metaverse announcement. He made a comment that games are going to become an increasing part of like our daily life. Like we're going to go into these mini games. And he did this really funny 
video of him like with some pro surfer and they were doing like this surfing game demo. Sure. Yeah. And I think that my perspective on that was, you know, there are people who like games and there are people who don't like games. I happen to be one of those people who doesn't really like games. Like I like real life. I don't like games across the board. It's not just video games. I don't really, I don't really, you know, if I'm playing pool or something, like it's not really my thing. Like I think there's a group of people who do like games. And I do think that most people like games. I would say that I enjoy games. I don't say that I, I play them every day. Yeah, I, I, I definitely enjoy games. I don't play games that often, though. But when I, when I do get into them, I like them. But the thing about this, a game that I play on the daily is how fast can I drive somewhere? So, like, if I'm going back to my apartment to go grab, like, a power cable or something, I'm thinking about the best route to take, thinking about the traffic, thinking about all this stuff, and... I'm trying to get there as fast as I can. Or let's say I'm like driving down a particular stretch of like curvy road in the mountains. I'm like playing a game with how well I can drive through this section. I I think of it like as a game. I'm like, I'm playing, but I'm doing fairly routine tasks. So I wonder if there is like... I a gamification... Of life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. That could be. That could be. I mean, I just don't see myself necessarily having this crazy um, turn in my behavior where I'm like, oh, I just want to go play this, you know, <laughs> I want to play chess on a virtual chessboard, which sure. was a scene that he had in his yeah. video. I just didn't see that happening. Like, If, if you're not doing it now, you're no. probably not going to be doing it in the metaverse. No, exactly. You know? Exactly. But yeah, it is interesting to think that I, I, it's an interesting point that you made about Apple being the primary hardware, you know, manufacturer. And then each one of these companies kind of taking the exact their expertise and kind of the niche that they're occupying and then just converting that into the metaverse yeah what i do think is interesting is with facebook coming out there and rebranding to be meta and kind of saying hey we are the premier you know metaverse tech company like that's our thing it's kind of the you know ugly third stepchild coming out and like trying to coronate themselves as the king of the kingdom. Sure. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it also goes along with a something that you posted, I believe on Twitter, not too long ago, about the different ages yeah. of the tech of companies. Of the different tech companies. Yeah, exactly. So it might be a 17-year-old Facebook coming out trying to say like, this is who I am. This is what I stand for, you know? And like, Right, like, well, I just find it interesting because we've heard from we've heard from Facebook, we've heard from Microsoft about the metaverse, but we haven't heard from the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room, which yeah. is Apple. Yeah, they're the leader. What what Apple does is going to be where things go, for sure. Just just what's going to happen. We talked about this at a certain point, um, but you brought up the notion that I, th- I think you got this from a different podcast. The notion that Facebook is focusing on the wrong sense. When they're working on Oculus, they're focusing on visual when they should be focusing or when Apple believes that you should be focusing on audio. Yeah, that was that was Scott Galloway. And he basically said, hey, and, and he's a very smart guy and he's plugged in with the tech companies. He he kind of alluded to 
Apple using AirPods as kind of the gateway into the metaverse through, you know, an enhanced Siri function and embedding cameras somehow into your AirPods so that you could show where you were in a phys- in a spatial area and these AirPods could recognize where you are, which I thought was fascinating. And I could see Apple really doing their research getting really smart and saying, hey, what is actually from a user experience perspective, what is the best way? Because yeah, Facebook got so zoned in on vision and like wearing these glasses, but like, is that the way? Is that how we're going to go in there? Is it the only way? It's certainly not the only way. Yeah, I I would say that I think how I interact most, or I, I interact often with the metaverse through my AirPods. They're a fantastic amazing product the the pros are so good the noise canceling the transparency it's and you can just leave them in all day and just forget about them you know and you just like i take calls all day long on them you know listen to music do whatever give siri commands all this kind of stuff do you give siri commands on your on your airpods i do i do i use it to send text messages i ask about the weather get a kind of daily weather outlook play music like i hop into my car and instead of sitting there and fiddling with what I want to play, now that um, Siri is linked up with Spotify, I can just Mm. tell Siri to play whatever I want to listen to on Spotify. And honestly, if I just say play Spotify, like it's usually pretty accurate. It's it's, it's something that I want to listen to. It it knows your listening habits, so it plays what you like to listen to. Well, it's interesting too because audio is definitely on the up and up. Yeah. When you look at podcasts, when you look at things like Clubhouse and some Twitter's doing some things now, you know, there's that quote that like the best technology is basically invisible. Yeah. You know, and seamless, seamless. And like there, there was a component of that when I was watching the Facebook video where I was like, it's too much. Yeah. It's a little bit too much. Like I want technology should enhance our life it yeah. shouldn't consume our life there are some visual components that would be really cool i think that we could enhance like face to face communication over like facetime like it would be really cool to be able to get into like a room or or you could see somebody you could put on these glasses specifically to like sit in a room and see s- your body projected in three dimensions so that i could see your physical body yeah. as opposed to just seeing you on like a little tiny screen. That's cool. But I think that what would also be really nice is if I could just say, can you book me a flight to Miami next week? Tell me the prices. Yeah, book those. Use this credit card. Go. Yeah. That, That's. Yeah. In in terms of seamless integration with technology, that is where we're going. That's legit. And that's going to be sweet because you'll just be able to say, open the blinds or, you know, turn down the heat three degrees or like you said, order me a flight to Miami. You yeah. Know, order order me order me some more uh, Nespresso pods. You know, like the amount of commands I just gave in that like twelve second window, four different commands, super seamless. A like a virtual agent would be able to take care of totally. all of those things. It it would have taken way longer to type it out to look at it and go do each of those things. You know, so so it's way way smoother interaction with technology yeah no i i I, I mean that sounds nice to me like for for kate when she heard this metaverse when i was listening to zuck talk about everything she was like not into it she was like she looked at me and she was like you are not bringing (laughs) a metaverse anything into this house so full metaverse room yeah there's going to be an anti and so but 
you know, what I did talk to her about, I was like, but yeah, but what if when we were FaceTiming your parents, like you could see them and, you know, they could, you know, Bodie's running around, yeah, exactly. you know, two things they could see Bodie and he's running around their room too. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. But that's just one component of it. I feel like the audio is an, is an overlooked sense in all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And I, I think audio is more usable and it feels better too. It does. If you spend say an hour and a half, like listening to a podcast while you're like walking around doing stuff, you don't feel like you just spent an hour and a half watching YouTube videos. Totally. You know, there's something about keeping your eyes like not staring <laughs> six inches in front of your face at something, you know, that just leads you to a healthier mind- mindset. And I am so over screens. Yeah, I'm so tired of looking at them. They hurt my eyes. Yeah. They're yeah. sucking more and more of my time. For sure. <laughs> and but but the thing is, it's like you can't get away to f- get away from them to a certain extent. No. You know, it's like. Think about like what we do in our free time. A lot of it, like you say, okay, yeah, it's necessary for work, but then like free time, a lot of it still revolves around the screens because you just have access to so much. You want to learn? A screen is the best place to do it. Right. Yeah. You want to build something? A screen's the best place to do it. Audio is not the only component of the metaverse. No, it can't yeah. be. The it metaverse be. is going to be yeah. visual. I wonder if like, I wonder if person to person communication is going to. Um, be primarily audio based so like you think about communicating with somebody else for some reason we have this i guess infatuation with like seeing somebody for me that's not necessarily as important i think i think there's no i think it would be really really hard to connect with somebody if you couldn't talk to them you could look at them all day long you could write messages back and forth but if you can't actually speak with somebody for me it would be really really difficult to build a genuine connection yeah yeah Yeah. exactly yeah no it's 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 true i mean i think that you have to be able to talk to somebody i think you also have to be able to see somebody yeah i think we learned that from covid was like sure physical maybe not physical but enhanced communication through where you can see and look somebody in the eye yeah that that was very underrated before COVID. And I think people now are like, oh yeah, we need to, to be able to look at each other and say, you know, see the body language, but also body language is the most important part. Yeah. And I mean, I I think that what fascinates me about this is we're waiting on Apple. Mm -hmm. Apple has been very quiet about all this stuff, partially because of, you know, their philosophy, Facebook's philosophy is move fast and break things. They've broken just about everything at this point, including our civilization as a whole, including <laughs> our youth's minds. And so you can see how that, that philosophy has played out. But Apple has a little bit of a different philosophy, which is solve things entirely all the way 100% through and then release it to the public in like one massive quantum leap forward. Yeah. So we're just waiting. That'll be a fun, that'll be a fun keynote. I'm excited for that one. That'll be a really fun keynote. So so this is a question I like to ask people since we're on the kind of uh, topic of audio and um, visual. If you had, if for whatever reason, you had to lose one sense, would you rather lose your sight or your hearing? I would way rather lose my hearing than lose my sight. I feel like that's everybody's answer at first, but then 
as soon as you start like thinking into it, then I think you come to the opposite conclusion that you would rather Ex- lose your Except side. for thinking about driving on a road. Oh, it would be undoubtedly more difficult to navigate the world if you were blind. It would be so, so difficult. But if you lost your, your hearing, you'd never be able to listen to music. You'd never be able to talk to anybody. You'd be able to read, but you, it, like, having those, like, Oh, for me, connections with a people? thousand percent, I would get rid of hearing first. Mm. I would, I mean, I'm a visual guy. Yeah. I've got to see, I've got to see things, you know? If, for me, it's like, I, I, I love dialogue. I love music. If, if I didn't have that, then it might, my, my life would be tremendously different. Like, I, I can't mm. imagine just like a quiet life looking at everything. You yeah. Know, for, for me, I'm just like, I'm so rooted in audio. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, then, you know. Maybe you'll be an audio metaverse guy. <laughs> Imagine it splits into two. Imagine two different metaverses. Like, yeah, there's like a an audio metaverse and a visual metaverse, and you know maybe Google's metaverse is really sophisticated in terms of visuals, and Apple's metaverse is very sophisticated in terms of audio. It'll definitely be a combination, but it's it's an interesting thing to think about if you had to like get on board like one ship or another. Yeah, for sure. It it would be, I think, you know, one of the, it was interesting to see Zuck's video because he did bring to life a lot of the things that we were talking about. Like you could actually see it in real, real time. I mean, I don't think it was done that well, but you could see it kind of in action. And I thought that was interesting to kind of open the imagination a little bit. And I think that people probably have a better idea of kind of seeing what we were talking about sure. which is exciting yes. because um you know yeah the the timing on all that was kind of crazy it was man it was totally nuts like they literally changed their name to meta like a month after we <laughs> kind of did our yeah. discussion on it yeah you've got your finger on the pulse for sure yeah man out in front with the research Wonderman thompson crushed it on that research report but you know one of the things that my buddy Connor, you know Connor, yeah, yeah. Um, Connor called me and he listened to the the Metaverse podcast and he said his concern was fascinating and I wanted to bring it up with you, which was he was like, dude, if you have a bunch of people like a all of America or a huge portion of America sitting in the Metaverse hospitality company's underground bunker, living full time in the Metaverse, he was like, yeah dude, that's a huge geopolitical threat. He was like, if you're a foreign adversary trying to make a move on America, put them all in the metaverse first and then make your move. Go for the jugular. Yeah, I mean, there would definitely be... I don't... To a certain extent, I agree with that. There would be less like... I mean, if you're like physically invading a country there would be less resistance on the surface, right? You would have like a smaller army or whatever. On another level, your domestic population is significantly easier to control and manage. And you basically just have to keep power, food, and water (laughs) and connection going to these facilities. You know, you're not trying to manage the way that the people in Seattle feel about the war versus people in Florida, for example, you know, I, I think it might simplify some things on that front. And also 
it might streamline utilization of resources. You know, it, it's really easy to imagine that having a bunch of people in an underground bunker living in the metaverse um, could have a very, very positive effect on the environment. You'd be able to potentially build these like sustainable bunkers for lack of a better way to think about it. And, you know, less carbon emissions and all that kind of stuff. But I, I do think that notion is an interesting one where if you have a lot of your adversaries population pacified yes. in an underground bunker, then it might be easier to overtake, right? I I guess I don't know how much how much of war is physical and based on the country's population and how much is just drones and airstrikes right. and cyber hacking things like yeah. that yeah well imagine if it was war of the metaverse then yeah you know, well and that like might be where it is hacking. so that's a that's a fascinating you know thing to think about that he raised was hey look think about the geopolitical implications of this yeah. A national security issue. It is. It's a big national security issue. Yeah, it could be a population issue as well in terms of like reproduction and everything. Oh, for sure. People are living in the metaverse. Their avatars are screwing every night, but they're really actually not ever reproducing. Yes. Because no matter how, no matter how nice the metaverse is, if you like have a baby you're going to be pulled away from that metaverse. We already have population able, problems too. Yeah, you're not going to be able to raise a, a kid if you're living in the metaverse. You know, hell no. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very selfish place in yeah. that in that regard. Yeah, because you are going into this like you know communal setting where I guess you could give to other people and whatnot. But for that specific reason, it's like me going into the metaverse, like. That basically means that I have to block out. If Kate's not in the metaverse with me, I'm being selfish to my fiance. For sure. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, babe. I'm going to the metaverse. I'll see you, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, when I take I'm, my headset off. I, I mean, it's the same thing as if you're, if you're like. How many dudes are going to get in trouble with their wives for going into the metaverse? I mean, it, it, it's already happening with like video games and stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. How, how many guys are just playing video games? and? Uh, yeah. But there's going to be a lot of dudes whose wives just absolutely crucify them for, hey, babe, yeah, I'll be out in, in a, oh, like, can you give me like five or six hours? <laughs> it's like, it's like the new golf, man. Yeah. I've got to go conquer this mountain. Yeah. <laughs> babe, after this game, after this game, I can already see it. <laughs> and then they're working there. It, it's it's going to be I, a disaster I, I for think, the men. I think people are just going to start meeting in the metaverse, though. I think that's yes. where like relationships are going to be based. But what about all the people who have people that they've already met? I would like to imagine that the tendency to engage in the metaverse would be consistent among people who are together relatively. So but there's that that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's I mean it for me. I, uh, Kate, I, I, the first thing Kate said, I was yeah. like, holy shit, well, that well, was crazy. Well, well, well you're, you're talking about you don't play video games and stuff. You're, well, you, you don't like play games. You, but you, I would go to the metaverse. To, to game, you know. No, I would go to the metaverse to work. Okay. I would go to the metaverse to go to concerts. I would just go to the metaverse to just hang out and shop. Yeah. Well, And that's where I called Kate out. I was like, Kate, the shopping is going to be 
fucking insane <laughs> in the metaverse. And she, and she she claimed that she was not into it. But I know that she was. Yeah, it, it is a scary thing when you first, like, I feel like when you're hit with the concept, you're like, what the fuck is this matrix? You know, yeah. like, no way. Totally. You know? In my eyes, we're, we already have one foot in the world anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is why, like, you talk about, like, China shutting it down. It's like, it's, we're already there, you know? Right. I'm sure they're going to control it. They're going to control the shit out of it, which is, you know, what they do. They're very good at doing that. But I, I, I think we already we already have one foot planted squarely. Well, that's, no, it's true. And that's kind of, like, that was my other criticism of this, was, like, yes, it was a stolen, con- it was, I don't want to say stolen. It wasn't a stolen concept. It's just, it's not an, a new concept at all. Yeah. This is not a new yeah. concept. The, the The metaverse has been happening since the internet. It's, it's just that the internet's natural, going 3D. Yeah, it's a natural progression. And that's a really, really, really good way to think of it, is the internet going three-dimensional. Exactly. You're adding yeah. a whole nother Z-axis yeah. onto the internet. Which is why I'm very interested in Google's involvement, because Google, with their, with their search engine, Google proper, did a fantastic job mapping the internet. Yes. And so I wonder if they are going to be the ones to map the metaverse, to map the 3D internet, where if you go and there's, like imagine each website is a metaverse world, which is essentially what it would yes. be. That's a great um, comparison. Yeah. You would maybe use Google, and Google would index all of these different metaverse worlds where right. you could say, okay, Google, I want to, I don't know, buy a go buy a green plant or something like that and it would bring up all the different metaverse worlds all the different yep. shops that you could for go sure. up and it would build you a mall yes. a custom mall for your for whatever you're searching for you input something you tell it what you want and it builds you a custom mall you walk through and there's different shops everywhere similar to like browsing the results on google now you know yeah. i wonder to what extent google maps plays into that mm. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know if there's any like Google Maps is spatial. The metaverse isn't isn't necessarily. Well, well, there are spatial components. There are spa- okay, that's interesting. So you're saying each world is going to have its own maps, and so Google Maps is going to beam into all these worlds and understand where the layout lay of the land is and yeah. things like that. Well, yeah. I think they would have to do or, that, or 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 maybe maybe they'll be like maybe these different worlds will be vying for in, instead of like wanting to be the top search result, they'll want to be like closest to some kind of like central hub sure for example okay so what you're kind of saying and this kind of seems like it could be right so it seems like so google is kind of going to be like our navigator it's going to be like our guide right we're going to we're going to use google to to find our way to the right world and then find our way within whatever world we decide to go to yeah. Right? Which is what we already use Google for now, which would make sense. Yeah. And then Microsoft will probably do very well with the work components of things. And the reason why I do believe that it's going to do better than most is because of LinkedIn. To have everybody with their avatar and their profile. Like imagine hosting a metaverse conference. 
and you sell tickets through LinkedIn ads. Yeah. You show up in a virtual conference room. Everybody's identity is there. Their name tag is auto-generated, you know, or whatever it is. Maybe it's not a name tag, but you get the point. LinkedIn is a powerful tool because they have all the data and all the identities of all the different business people. Yes. So that's that to me seems like a huge reason LinkedIn is going to give Microsoft an edge in the work world over somebody like Google. Because Google yeah. doesn't necessarily know, they know who you are through your like Gmail accounts and stuff. Yeah. But they don't necessarily have like your identity organized in such a way. And then Facebook knows who your friends actually are. So Facebook seems like it might be the place where you go and hang out with your friends, you know, and things of that sort. So yeah, when I think of Facebook, I just think Instagram. You know, yeah, it's like what do you what do you use Instagram for now? And for most people, it's just like, I mean, realistically, it's just like some kind of quick mental stimulation. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny about that is. What I use Instagram for, I've actually realized why I scroll on Instagram and what I'm doing. I am sitting there and I scroll and I'm just hoping that something is going to give me inspiration. Just inspiration. I'm yeah. looking for inspiration yeah. because when has Instagram really ever done anything for me? I could say maybe a couple times. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's cool to keep up with people. For sure. Yeah. Just kind of seeing what people are doing with their lives and stuff. I do, I do, I do like that. And honestly, Facebook, or I'm sorry, Instagram is really good for discovering like products and stuff it is. like that. Like it is. The ads are a big part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that they've gotten really good to the point where like I find my, so in terms of like what I like save, if I save something, I probably save at like a one to three ratio of like one ad versus like three mm -hmm. like cool houses or cars yeah. or something like that, you know? So it's like the ads are a big part of it. it yeah. it's, it's almost like shopping, yeah. you know, more so than it is, oh, I just saw another bullshit ad, you know? Right. It's like, it's, it's like a curated shopping experience. Yeah, there's things is, that you that come up that you're like, whoa, that's freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can think of two things that came up recently that I'm like, these are freaking awesome you yeah know, one was some kind of like compost machine and the other one was like this air conditioner you You're know like, i'm gonna buy that yeah you know i don't it, think it, those it, things are awesome but i'm glad that you <laughs> do <laughs> well they're better versions of what i currently have okay right yeah if i don't think they know what you want to buy I, I, don't, I don't think they're inherently interesting right but i do think that they're better versions of what i currently have yeah yeah they, kn they know what you want to buy yeah i think facebook will be very transactional here's a question for you where does Amazon fit into all this stuff? Yeah. And not, and, and we've talked about AWS with their web hosting, which will definitely make them a lot of money in this space. Yeah. But where does their core businesses fit in? Twitch has a spot. Twitch definitely has a spot. For sure. For sure. Excluding Twitch though, Amazon proper, you know, they're a logistics company. So, I mean, if we go, they make it easier so you can, they make it so that you can spend more time in the metaverse. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that they're going to be doing this. Because the, you order your groceries there, you order your face wash, you order yeah. this, you order that, you don't have to leave the house. They're going to build the pods. 
They're going to build the underground pods. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And, and if, if they don't do that, then they'll be transporting the food to the pods. Yeah, you know? for sure. And I think that, yeah, I think that's where Amazon will fall. And if you think about it, they are, Amazon is positioned in an unbelievably strong position right now. Totally. Oh, because my gosh. no matter what direction this goes, yeah. even if it fails to launch. Yep. Amazon is solid. They are the lowest on the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, exactly. They are literally at the base level yeah. of that pyramid. No matter what happens, everybody's got to eat and everybody needs stuff. Exactly. That's why, dude, if there's if there's a stock to buy, Amazon, I mean, everything's got a certain degree of risk to it. Yeah. Amazon has an unbelievable business. For unbelievable sure. what they've done. Yeah. The logistics business is not going anywhere. Okay, so Amazon builds the shelter and they provide the food and they empower well, you to stay in the metaverse. That becomes yeah. their brand platform. Well, what if Apple built a shelter? I would live in the Apple shelter. <laughs> yeah, 10 times out of 10, you know? 10 times out of 10. I don't even have to see it. I'd rather live in an iPhone than an Alexa. You know? Well, so, okay. So we haven't we haven't really talked that much about Apple in terms of what they might do. I think a bit the biggest plus for Apple right now is their security. They've yes. got better security mm -hmm. than anybody. They've always had it. Yeah. Since the beginning they were like we are not open sourcing anything yeah. about our we're doing a closed network and they've got the trust. They've got the trust and that's going to put them in a different situation. Apple's closed network is could really play to their benefit with this whole yes. metaverse thing. And I, there's something there with Apple and their, um, not, not only their abilities, abil ability, ability, <laughs> I can't fucking say that word, ability to design beautiful things, but I guess their user experience is fantastic. It is. You know, the, the way that, yeah, the UX of the iPhone is unbelievable. You well, know, the yeah. way it looks in your hand, everything is good about it. So if there's like, I guess, a software, visual, visual software component, I think Apple's going to be out ahead of that. Yeah, and I think that, you know... Because it just looks better. It does. And I really hope, I'm hopeful about what Apple puts out. Because with what Facebook put out, I was kind of like... like where the way it started with like Zuck in his metaverse home and it looked like this, you know, cartoony, you know, part of it uh, uh, yeah. on the left side, it was like a ski town. And then on the right side, it was like yeah. a, you know, nice tropical Hawaii feel. I was like, man, that doesn't look like an Apple product. No. I was like, that does not seem like something that Apple would put out. All of the branding that Facebook has done for the metaverse, these like little like avatars that kind of yeah. look like the like the Wii characters. Totally. You know? It looked like a Wii game. Yeah. It's like that's not I, I don't want to be I don't know I don't want that to be my world. No, we need to be human. And I hope that Facebook puts out something that is a quantum leap forward, but it just I hope that Apple flexes. Because I I, I do believe that Apple is the greatest company in the world. And I hope that they still have well, I believe that when Steve Jobs was the CEO. And I do think that Tim Cook has done a nice job. I hope that they still have that com component in their culture, and I think they do, that component in their culture where Steve Jobs was like, the computer has to say hello when it starts. 
Yeah. And did, I don't know if you heard about that, but like he had a freak out about the computer not saying hello at startup. And he like redid the entire thing and delayed the, the launch so that the computer said hello to the user. Wow. And I hope that they still have that same bit in their culture. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they have that, but what I do think they're doing is I think that, of course, they're working with iPhones. Yeah. Right. They are continuing to develop that. So it's just the, the benchmark product. Yes. Right. But I think that in terms of the revolutionary stuff, I think that they're shooting long shots right now. Mm. I think their, their core business is stable and I don't think that they're looking at, um, I don't think that they're looking at bringing the next revelation in the next three, five years. Mm. I think they're looking at really hitting it in 10 years. I think that's right. That's Apple's way. That's how they do things. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't, they don't, they don't rebrand for a stock jump. No. They're not yeah. going to change their yeah. name <laughs> yeah. to change the narrative of their business model, which is a big criticism for what Facebook did. People are saying, hey, you know, there's some issues with this platform yeah. that need to be solved. And, by, and I'm glad that you're passionate about it, but I'm glad that you're passionate about the metaverse, but let's fix the problem. Let's fix the issues that came from the core product and then we can move on and build the metaverse i would believe less in facebook if oculus wasn't such a good product i've never used an oculus it's unbelievable it's the coolest fucking thing you go to a different world yeah completely different world completely different world i think i might have used one of those h what's the hci ones oh i think the htc htc yeah there i mean i think i use one of those i mean Incomparable for sure. Oh, Oculus is um, better. Oh, it's crazy. Really? Those you're like, okay, I have something on my head. That's kind of cool. You know, this is like, holy fuck. And I, and does it I'm feel like, okay? I I had seen videos of people like, where in there in the VR they're like standing on the edge of a building or something, and someone pushes them, and then they like freak out. Mm. And I was like, that's pretty fucking stupid right like you know that you're in a vr you know that you're in a game standing on the on the edge of the world i was playing that game and i i was standing on the edge of a bill it wasn't it was like a 12 foot drop right okay and i like really found i was like playing this thing where i had to like take these guys out right and i like was really nervous about the edge and like i forgot i like completely forgot that there wasn't actually a drop there and wow. if somebody like would have pushed me, I would have like turned around, and, like tried to like. And what were the graphics the like? I would give them a C plus. Okay, so maybe? they weren't good graphics, but well, from in terms I, of an interaction standpoint, it felt real. I, I it felt very real. The th- whole three sixty immersion was fantastic. The way you move your head, the way you look, it was all complete. There mm. was no like render lag or anything like that. The the graphics like you wouldn't mistake them for real life, mm. but your brain doesn't care. Okay, that makes sense. Your brain stops caring after like right. I mean, it's the same thing where you can watch an animation movie, yeah, and you're like you're sucked into the whole world that has been exactly. created. Yep, you've, like you a for, Pixar you world that or something. Animated, exactly. You know? And I think that yeah, it was it, it was awesome. It, it was mm. so cool. It was. Would you buy an Oculus? So I I bought one. Oh, and then I returned wow. it. Okay, why? Um, because they have like two versions. They have the, like, Quest 2, I think, 
and then they have the I guess like so so one is basically like an Xbox on your head. Okay. So it has all the processing and stuff. And then the other one like will like connect to your computer or something. Okay. And I was like, this is cool enough that I want like the best uh, that there is. Wow. Like I want to buy a computer and have the best graphics and sure. the most I'd be able to do the most powerful stuff and whatnot. So I'm like, I, I'm just gonna return this and then eventually like buy the like the top end of what, okay. what anybody can manage. So you will buy one. 100%. It, it, it'll be like an Oculus headset and then like like a custom computer, which is a little bit different than like the Quest 2. Just, I mean, but I mean, it it was so cool. Hmm. It was the, it threw me into like a three hour like existential funk. Were you in it for three hours? That's uh, a long time. No, I wasn't in it for three hours. Okay. I was probably. Oh, you it. were just in a funk after. I was you, in a funk. Oh. Yeah. No, it was. Like you were like, wait, what is reality? Was it indiscernible from reality? No, 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 no. You, you knew that you, you, knew were, that in you were in there. What was weird though is when there was a few moments where after I came out, I thought like I had like a thing where I was like, it felt like real, like reality mm-hmm. was the metaverse, if that makes okay. sense. I didn't think the metaverse was reality, but it kind of felt like reality was the metaverse. It felt oh, like weird. I was still like kind of in a game for like half a second, you know, yeah. um, almost like. I don't know, kind of like when you're just, just like waking up or something like that. Yeah, but, it's like a trippy, weird dream. Yeah, but it was, I mean, I hadn't had like that much fun in a <laughs> game, I mean, in a in a very, very long time. Wow. It, it was so sick. I, I loved it. How many people do you know, ha- That ha- how many are there that have Oculus? I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody either. Yeah. I, I know it's, zero it people. Is, well, it is such a sleeper. Yeah. It is such a cool thing and it is so much fun. Yeah. And it's like 250 bucks too. Yeah, they made it really cheap. You know, it's they cheap. did make it very it's cheap. It's like a full I, I I don't know. I don't know why everybody's not talking about it. Yeah. It, it's one of the coolest things that has flown under the radar and completely changed my vision of Facebook as a company and um made me realize how real this metaverse thing is going to be. Interesting. Okay, well that's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that that it, hearing that makes me have more belief in Facebook. I had heard, you know, from like Kara Swisher and various, you know, tech tech reporters, like, "Hey, Facebook doesn't have." I think she said, "Like, Facebook doesn't have the talent to sure. execute this." And you know, I I have no idea. Yeah, but hearing that makes me think hey maybe facebook does have the talent to do this if if it's that great of a product and if they're light years ahead i mean also i think it comes it comes down to how difficult it is to make these headsets and what their ip is around sure. it yeah you know? i mean it, it's definitely like i mean it's a, it's an xbox on your head like yeah. the thing's like kind of big right so you'd never just like wear it all day for work or something like yeah. that but when it's when it's on and like the things you hold in your hand feel very natural mm. and there's no lag. It's, yeah. It's trippy. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. As soon as I like played, played a game, I was like, people are going to live in this. Wow. And it was interesting. The game that I played, I got to a certain point, right? It was kind of like, I don't know, like between missions or whatever. And I was in this in this room and there was a podcast playing in the room, right? And I was listening to this podcast because you're just 
chilling in a room mm. and you can hear stuff going on outside. The spatial audio is fantastic. And in this podcast, they're talking about how you get more enjoyment out of video games if you take breaks and like go outside and go hang out and interact in the real world and um, don't try and like beat the whole thing at once, but you oh. just like keep it as like a, as like a fun thing where you play for a half hour, you know, yeah, stop playing, go off, do some other stuff and come back and play it. And they're, they're two gamer guys, I guess, mm. talking about how they have a better experience of gaming and enjoy it more when that's what they do instead of trying to run all the way through. And so I'm like, yeah, huh? Little, little game life balance. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I mean, like I got sucked in. Yeah. Like, Did you get sick at all? Cause I've heard that not. you, yeah. Well, and I've heard that they've fixed a lot of the like VR sickness stuff sure. that, that originally, cause what it used to be when you put on an Oculus, you would vomit because yeah. it was a little bit, discombobulating for your brain because the physics were off a little bit, but I think they've fixed the physics yeah, for the most part. Physics or maybe it was like, I don't know, like motion blur. Yeah, or exactly. Some, something. something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't experience any negative effects from it at all. And uh, so yeah. if, if that's the case, <clears throat> although I did womp my elbow on <laughs> my bookcase because I was, I was going way too hard and uh, forgot where I, I, I don't, oh, I don't think really? I set up the boundaries of my wow. apartment properly and I went to go dodge a bullet and um, yeah, it's like, okay, so I duck behind something and I crank <laughs> my elbow. It, well, okay. So imagine this, you know how people get really pissed when somebody's on their phone, you know, walking across the street or yeah. something and they walk in front of a car and the guy in the car is like, what the fuck? Like you're in the, you're in the middle of the road, get off your phone or whatever it is. Dude, it's going to get so much worse with the metaverse. Yeah, somebody's in, like, AR. Oh, my gosh. Or VR, and they're walking around with these big headsets, like, klutzes running into things. Think about how many, the the uptick in, in medical bills from people that get hurt from, like, banging into something, you know, while they're in full VR. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I experienced it. <laughs> you experienced granted, it firsthand. Yeah, granted, I, like, came home, came home from the bars and was, like, I'm throwing this thing on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple, <laughs> couple whiskey shots later. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was, but, it, but I mean, it was fun, you know. And I think that a different, different hardware is going just gonna have different safety features. Because like it's really cool the way that it works. You like set up a boundary. It's like you just take your thing. Oh. You literally just draw a boundary. Because like you can like. There's a little camera, so like you can see the room. Oh, they have cameras that can flip around. Yeah, so, so, dude, so, that's, so you I can, hate like, that. See out of it. Well, the only reason it exists is for drawing these boundaries. I see. Okay. Yeah. So you have um, to have it to, in order to draw the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay. yeah. So you put it on, you draw the boundaries, and then it creates like this wall. And then like when you're gaming, doing your thing, whatever, if you get over close, if you get over close to the wall, then like the wall pops up in your game. And there's oh, like this okay. like, it looks like a fence. And so you know like, oh shoot, I'm near like, I'm near the boundaries. Right. And then you reposition yourself like back in the middle. Okay. Cause like you'll be running back and forth and like doing stuff. But yeah, if you get close to your boundaries, then it'll, it'll tell you. Well, you know that there are going to be people who use their Oculus glasses or their, their goggles and they use those cameras to direct them because they don't want to take off their Oculus goggles. That's going to happen. That will There happen. will be a crazy motherfucker that 100%. walks down Pearl Street with VR goggles within the next year. Well, it'll be, yeah, VR, yeah, for sure. VR glasses 
for sure. Yeah. I already see it kind of happening with some people who don't know how to navigate around town, say, without a without Google Maps or something. It's always like, you know. The second I see somebody in a Tesla, with the Tesla <laughs> driving itself, and they have the VR goggles on, yeah, in the driver's seat, yeah, I'm going to shit myself. It, that will happen. That will happen. You'll be cruising around going on a Jurassic Park journey. Yes. Meanwhile, you're just cruising down I-70. In full VR, in full self-drive mode. Yeah. I think that will definitely happen. Yeah, that is that is only a matter of time. Yeah. It's wild, man. Yeah, these freaking these freaking tech companies are taking shit over. Yeah, it's wild and it is only going to get wilder. But it's kind of cool. Yeah, it'll be cool to see what other players join the game as well. Yep. So we're going to keep covering this. Yep. Because we love this shit. Yeah, this is the Vantage Podcast. Mason Pereira. Thomas Cordell. Let's go, baby. And we outie. Mm-hmm.